Welcome to the Mike Hewitt Show, 10 years and growing. It's about family, business, work, and politics like you've never heard it before. Yep, it's true. There's more than just a touch of wry humor mixed in. And now your host, Mike Hewitt. Folks, I am Mike Hewitt. Co-hosts Miles Bauer and Ludwig von Wiedemdorski. Wow, that takes up most of the showtime just to say your name, Ludwig. Yeah, I know. I love it. <laughs> we can't afford business cards. <laughs> All right. Listen, serious stuff. I, I'm, I'm trying to get my head around this, folks. So here in the great state of Michigan, as in a number of states, the ones that I identify as purple, Miles, I think you say they've shifted blue, and I'm um, I'm being make-believe at purple. Is that true? Before I go on. <laughs> yeah, you... You you might be blowing a few lines of coke thinking yeah. that the Whitman Correctional <laughs> Facility is purple. I have not been to the White House in a long time, so that can't be true. <laughs> so, all right. So what we know about the 16 fake electors charged in Michigan. And, folks, I, I got to tell you, at the time, I was a third district congressional chairperson for the Michigan Republican Party, and I also chaired the policy committee. I tell you that part because I was um, very involved in steering the state Republican Party in Michigan. And I tell you that because most of the 16 people that have been unidentified by our super fringe far-left Attorney General, uh, Dana Nessel, when she's not drunk at the stadium, the ones that she's identified, <laughs> uh, listen, it's just the facts. I'm sorry, Miles, don't laugh. It's just the facts. When she's not liquored up with her head in her hand and her hat over her eyeballs, these are the things she's doing. She's applying for a job, folks. If you're curious what motivates her, she's applying for her next job. Make no mistake. So well over two years after these folks were asked to sign um Electoral forms, they were the ones that the state Republican Party in caucus um, nominated to be the electors for the Republican Party in Michigan. That's how they get there. And by the way, on that note, let me pause for a minute. Who gets to be an elector? I looked at the 16 people. I added up their ages. The average age of the 16 people is 68.8 years old. The oldest is 81 Several of them are mid-70s. I tell you that part because these folks have been long-term volunteers. You know, when I think of an establishment person, I think of somebody that's on payroll. These folks are long-term grassroots volunteers, and more often than not, the reason that they're nominated or elected to serve as an elector, it's an honor to them to say, what a great life you've had. We appreciate your service. We nominate you as an elector from our various congressional districts. I tell you that part because it's important to know where they come from. We're not talking about lobbyists and lawyers. They're just regular people. None of them are rich. They're just regular people. I know most of them. I think I personally know 14 of the 16. Um, they're not bad people. Uh, but but what's interesting, when the Detroit News and most of the media across the nation, CNN, Fox News, all of them, when they report it, they report it as fake elector. And so, Miles Bauer, I got you, you. You probably lean more classical liberal than you'll admit. I'm I'm a classical liberal. I like I like innocent until proven guilty. So when I see a headline that says fake electors charged. 
and listen, I, I <laughs> Matt, Miles, I wasn't great at math, but I'm pretty doggone good at, at grammar and English. And when I read that sentence, it's it's an announcement of conviction. That's how it reads. Fake electors charged, not 16 citizens that have volunteered for 40 years. Fake electors charged. Are we starting to see a pattern here where our, our friends from the other side of the aisle no longer wish to debate ideas? They just want to weaponize. They do weaponize, Miles. And listen, it's the same as inner city America that I rant on way too much probably. So you look at inner city America, and I don't care about race, folks. That's not what I'm talking about. The educational structure in inner city America, race doesn't matter, is absolutely third world nation barbaric. Yep. And and the fringe left that currently controls the steering apparatus for the, for the Democratic Party, they care more about union labor, teacher union labor, to them is vastly more important than telling those folks in those communities, yes, we recognize you have a problem. Let's get you some educational choices. That's that's the choice. This isn't, by the way, folks, this isn't me being anti-union. This is me being pro-U.S. citizen. That's what that is. But it goes to your point, Miles. They're not interested in representative government. They're interested in power. And that's why they're doing this in all the purple states. So the right. media likes to point at Donald Trump. Donald's being charged again. Donald's being charged again. Folks, they're doing this to regular people that supported Trump. I don't care what you think of Trump. I don't even care if you hate the Republican Party. Those things don't matter. We have a system of justice that's based on innocence until proven guilty by a jury of your peers. It's called due process. And yep. to have the Detroit snooze, CNN at all, talk about <coughs> fake electors. They weren't fake electors. So do me a favor, Jared. I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask Jared to play a 60-second feature that I've talked about this, but I want to take this topic down two different paths. The first one we'll walk away from the 60-second spot with. Jared, if you can plug it in, please do. Mike Hewitt here. I've been hesitant to comment on the many charges leveled against Trump and others by the bureaucracy, both state and federal, until now. I'm a huge believer in innocent until proven guilty. I used to think everyone supported that as our judicial foundation. This week, the AG of Michigan charged 16 Republican volunteers as fake electors. The media has all but announced their guilt. That's hyper-partisan. Like Trump or not, Democrat or Republican, if you support the rule of law, there should be no difference in opinion on this topic. The AG of Michigan joins with the federal bureaucracy in punishing people who disagree with their fringe left ideology. That's what this is all about. Disagreement is not a crime. I personally know most of the people on her list. The charges are banana republic dangerous. As a people, it's time for us to look that person in the mirror straight in the eye. Do some soul searching. Is this what we want America to be? Find the Mike Hewitt Show on Spotify and Apple Podcast. You'll like it. Listen, guys, Ludwig, let me drag you in for a second. And I say that because you're in a different generation. Maybe Miles and I are just looking at this through the prism of being constitutionalists. And that stuff doesn't matter to young people anymore. Now, you're... 20 years younger than us. Well, what is your opinion of innocent until proven guilty? Well, I think we're really probably the last generation where some of this might have been taught a certain way. But I, when I think about this, I think back to John Adams defending the British soldiers right. who had fired and, and 
killed some Bostonians. Right. And there was outrage that this guy would defend these these right. criminals in their mind. And he said, but no, that's not how our system works. They deserve a fair and right, fair trial, jury of their peers, and these guys are our enemy, but it doesn't matter. They deserve a trial. That's the way right. our, concept, our system is set up. We are so far removed from that. We, we really are. Listen, and the, the, and the media... I'm, folks, I'm I'm not trying to do the fake news, fake news thing. I'm saying that they are the mouthpiece apparatus for fringe left, and I think it's dangerous. But so, it's not even political. When you look at it historically, we're it, removed from that because, again, he defended the Brits. You can't even defend you, somebody as an American anymore without having right. some kind of backlash. You're right, but listen, I got I, and I'm not pushing back on you. No. But when I look at it, you said my key word here, and that's historically. The Detroit News, Fox News, CNN, CNNBC, none of those folks mentioned something that's very important. Have there ever been competing electors in our system of government? And the answer is absolutely, positively, without question, yes. Here's the fun part. Guess who had them? Democrat candidates. 1876, 1960, the year 2000. Folks, I found those three without doing any deep dive. I found three right out of the gate in less than five minutes on Google, meaning I was I was not even concerned about getting screwball leftist nonsense. Three of them right out of the gate. Folks, stay with us because we've got a lot going today. We'll be right back. All right, Miles Bauer, I'm going to go back to you for a second. When I start rattling off historical fact, do you think that changes any of these folks' mind? No, I think that because we've lost control of our education system. Oh, you're starting to sound like me, Miles Bauer. Yeah. You be I'm, careful with that. Although I, I won't won't rant like <laughs> like uh, you do. Sometimes you get me off in the ditch and I can't get out for a minute. I, I... <laughs> but he's right because that goes exactly back to what I was saying in the first segment of I'm probably the last generation where this stuff was really taught in that type of legitimate level. Like here's but, just the facts, not how the teacher feels about the facts. Just here's the facts. But listen, you were old. You were an, were you an adult in 2000? I'd have to do the math. Yeah. So so when they had the hanging chads and Igor was down in Florida vapor locking over wanting his own electors, mm-hmm. let me say that again, wanting his own electors, and I tell you that, folks, because you got to, I don't care what your opinion is, I say it again, I don't care what your opinion is of Donald Trump or the Republican Party or to my friends on the left, I don't care what your position is about your own party. Here's what I'm saying, facts matter. They really do. And so when you see fake electors, you go, you should say to yourself, wait a minute, have they already tried these people? Have they already been found guilty? Were they really fake electors? And here's the fun part. What does it mean to be a fake elector? Hey, I was just going to ask you, can you define that? I got to, I, listen, I have to define it, but they're not defining yeah. it. And she's evidently too drunk to define it in her charges. I say that because, well, are you giggling again at me, Miles Bauer? Listen, facts are facts. To be, a, I've got a whole chest a file cabinet filled with documents I've signed. Okay, and by the way, some of them, businesses I didn't launch, all kinds of things, but I store them. Miles, I've got documents left over from businesses that you and I have owned together. Right. 
My point in making that comparison is they're yelling. I follow them on Twitter. The Detroit News' Twitter feed is an absolute hoot. It isn't normal Democrats that we just disagree with. The people are freaking nuts on there. So, in fact, one of them gave me the uh, a little um, a gif that shows a, a boomer, an old guy, getting the door slammed in his face and it said, Boomer, you're done. Shut up and sit down. I thought, wait a minute, I got to tell you, I'm okay, well, I'm 62, folks, so yeah, I'm a boomer, but in my generation, and I remember this like it was yesterday, Miles, I'm going to, I'm going to agree, I'm going to guess you felt the same way, but I remember being in my 20s and 30s, listening to people, Bob Silva is an example, I don't know that I've ever bought into the mentor concept, but the, the guy was a, the, the guy was 30 years my senior he had a wealth of knowledge. Every situation I've ever ran into in that industry that we were in, he had already ran into it a dozen times. I do it today I with didn't you. tell him to shut up. I sat down and said, Bob, tell me more about this. I, I go to you. I'm like, hey, I know you've went experiences. How would you handle it? Or what do you think about this? And so now I look at folks that are a bath and data with no knowledge. I'm going, how could you not pause and see fake elector and say, did they already get convicted and grab your little whatever you're using to get on the Internet and look what a fake elector is? What, how about competing electors? So at the time, folks, take you back to it. There was a period of about three to four weeks when many folks thought there was massive fraud. I don't care whether there was or not. I'm trying, not trying to go down that path right now. I'm saying there was about a 30-day window. We talked about it on the show then, and I yes. said, then, let's slow to navigation speed and look at the records and look at the documents. And by the way, for me saying that, the fringe left immediately labeled me, the policy chair, as a, a uh, an election, he's an election denier, because I said, let's slow to navigation speed and look at the facts. That makes me an election denier. Folks, we've got to be smarter than this. We're better than this. So I looked at that Detroit News article, and I watched all the, the nimrods on Twitter tweet. I'm thinking, really? I better look myself. And I found, like I said, three examples immediately. To answer your question, they're not a competing elector until they're submitted to Congress. Until they're submitted to Congress, Detroit News, wake up, get your trusty edition of the United States Constitution. It isn't Mike Hewitt's opinion, it's fact. I don't know how else to say it to you. It's fact. Look it up, but we're seeing this across the purple states because they've got power right now, and they're not, I'll say it again, they're not interested in being representative government. They're interested in power. And if you think I'm wrong, if you're a good honest, intellectual Democrat, you know I'm telling you the truth. Miles, again, I default to you because you're, you're almost my age. Help me out. Am I wrong on this, Miles Bauer? No, although I'm, I'm very impressed that you finally confessed to your flesh <laughs> that you have on your AAG. Oh, she's something else. <laughs> she really is something else. She really you, is. You are she, crushing on her like I'm crushing on the you, wicked. You know all the cliches. If you look up hypocrisy, you're going to see a picture of her because she lives a life that's very different than she espouses. And I, I'm revolted by those kind of people. 
live it or sit just like they told me when they called me the boomer. Either live what you're espousing or sit down and shut up. By the way, I feel that we had about both sides. Like when you find out about the Republican I congressman who's so anti-gay, anti all the LGBTQ, and then you find out he's having an affair with a guy. You're like, really? Yeah, but listen, I hate that stuff. What I saw a lot more than that is you'd go to breakfast or lunch if we're doing some truth serum here. Yeah. So we're at a truth, I'm at a, a breakfast with a, a bunch of, of, of powerful people to use that term. And before we, do, someone will always say this, before we eat, do you mind if we pray? And I'm fine with that, by the way. Mm-hmm. We pray. We'll do a prayer before breakfast. And as soon as that's over with, they're back to dropping F-bombs on whoever the enemy is. Back in the locker and I'm going, wait a minute, I can't make this stuff add up. <laughs> I'm just telling you, folks, that I don't get theological. I usually don't make my politics about theology. I don't. Yeah. I'm a classical liberal. But I can't put my faith in that same circle. I'm just being honest with you. So i got to tell you, there are people sitting right here in the community where our flag station is that know me very well and have been at the breakfasts I'm talking about and will hear me and go, oh, don't say my name, Mike. <laughs> just <laughs> telling you. It doesn't go well. I just can't stand hypocrisy. That's, so that's, but that's being intellectually honest. Yeah. And nobody wants that. They, want, they only want to hear the stuff that reinforces. Both sides, by the way. Mm-hmm. Just reinforce my belief. Don't tell me the news. Don't have this stuff add up. Don't make sense. Don't give me historical reference. I don't want to hear about precedents. Just con- make sure you know that I believe this and it's important. Oh, and no, I believe it with $25, please. Oh, no, 50 bucks. 25 bucks don't oh, get anything. Bucks? Biden's in power. 25 bucks is meaningless. Oh, I forgot about Biden inflation. Oh, man. Miles Bauer, when, when, when you do the math... When you and I owned the restaurant together, our breakfast special was a dollar ninety-nine, and that same breakfast is pushing fifteen bucks. Right. Think about that. That's right. that's scary. You know, it's funny. We used to go to the store about two years ago, three years ago, and my wife goes, "You're just getting old. Bread hasn't been a dollar since 1998." I'm like, "Okay, maybe she's got some points." Now we're going to the store, and I'm going, "That was three dollars." Like two years ago. I'm not old. This was two years ago. And now it's $8. Like, Listen, that's I, not me being old anymore. I did the subway thing before and after the free money. I paid $7.35 for a subway after the free check went out. I went to the exact same store, ordered the exact same submarine, and it went from $7.35 to $10.55. Say around 11 bucks. Inside, inside just a few months. Yeah. And the difference was free money, folks. This is going to be an eye-opener for you, but there's no such thing as free money. I'm just telling you. There's yep. no such thing. Miles, we're down to a minute. Make make Ludwig and I sound smart. Oh, you you, you guys are both brilliant. <laughs> the, the, the only flaw you guys have is that you're still living up there in the Whitmer Correctional Facility. You're in Illinois. Where do you think no. we learned it from? Oh, no, Illinois. No, no. I, I'm, I am not, not proud. Illinois, Illinois is on our shopping list today, folks. I'm just telling you, you're going to have to explain to us what it means to have cashless bonds. I cannot or, wait to get to that. Or explain to me how you want rid of your governor for just or your mayor for just somebody worse. Yeah, I hate right. this mayor. She doesn't take care of our city. Let's elect this guy who's worse. Yeah, you traded in the worst thing possible for something even worser. How's uh, that? I guess How's we that, did that possible? Grand home for Whitmer. Or uh, Whitless. Yeah. Whitless. Grand tax for Whitless. What a trade we made. Aye, aye, aye. Listen, folks, we're just getting ramped up. Stay with us. We will be right back.
Folks, if you're just tuning in, I am Mike Hewitt. Co-hosts Miles Bauer and Ludwig von Wiedendorski. Little housekeeping, I gotta give us the update. We are broadcasting from our flagship station, WHTC Holland, Michigan, 1450 AM, 99.7 FM. We've got affiliates all over a number of states and a bunch of listeners. We are truly feeling very blessed. We appreciate all of you. Thank you very, very, very much for following us weekly here and on Facebook and on, on Spotify and on Apple Podcast, all over the place. You are genuinely appreciated by this entire team. So with that, listen, guys, let's change direction. Ludwig, what's the name of that song you, you fellows were talking about? Try That in a Small Town. Try That in the Small Town. Who sang it? Jason Aldean. Okay, and I not, listen, I'm an old guy, so I don't know that. But will you do me a favor, Jared? Will you plug that song in? Suck punch somebody on a sidewalk. Carjacking old lady at a red light. Pull a gun on the owner of a liquor store. You think it's cool, act a fool if you like. Cuss out a cop, spit in his face. Stomp on the flag and light it up. Yeah, you think it's tough. Well, try that in a small town. Miles Bauer, you're the one that wanted us to dance on this song. Tell me what's going on with it. No, so uh, apparently the left has their hair on fire because they they are calling this, this is a, a call to arms. They think it's a threatening and, song. And, and, you know, I, I would throw out, I know the three of us have talked about this for years, but I would say this is kind of a, a symptom that, the Civil War 2.0 is officially underway. It is not a hot war, and I'm not advocating for for violence. I just think that the country mouse is pushing back. So it it and by the way, in into both of your 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 primary points, I've said for a number of years we are in a cold civil war. I believe that. And I've also said many times, probably too many that it is absolutely a cold civil war between city mouse and country mouse. And it goes to things, and I, I don't want to jump way down the way down our today's shopping list, but it goes to things like electric cars. So I met a political operative this week who just bought a Tesla. He's thrilled with it. He is, but he said, this is because I get some of my money back. I said, what? Oh, yeah. The federal government took a lot of money from my wallet against my will, and they put a lot of money into this car, so it's me getting my money back, keeping in mind I work two and a half miles from my home. And so I charge it once a week, and I don't go anywhere in it. And if I actually plan on going on a trip, it stays in the garage. I tell you that because it, that's a, those kind of vehicles are city, they're city vehicles. So if you're, a, if you're a, a citizen and you're living in some large place like Chicago or New York, and that's your entire view of the world, I could get where you'd think that the world was overcrowded and polluted, polluted and dangerous and get rid of guns. I could actually sit and intellectually understand why you think that, except for the other half of America doesn't live that way, and that's the point this guy is trying to make. Is that right? Well, yeah. I, here's, here's where I look at the science. I know for, for many years, my brothers, my friends have said, try that here. Well, we're watching it happen in these big cities. Bring that to Holland. Right. Bring that to Grand Haven. Bring that to small town USA. See how fast it works out. 
right? Because we're not going to tolerate it. You're not going to come in here and burn down our businesses. You're not going to come down here and start beating up the elderly or attacking the weaker. We're going to stand up against you. And it was really evident. And I remember during the, the summer of 2020, we had all the rights and everything. Grand Rapids was getting burned down and blown up. And so they, the word was it was coming to Grand Haven. You know what right. happened to Grand Haven? A Marine veteran showed up down there armed and a couple other people. I was ready to go, like, come bring that to Grand Haven. See how fast that works that in a small very, town. That's very threatening. No wonder the, the fringe left's hairs are on fire. Were they threatened because I was willing to stand up for the small town I believe in? Yeah, let's because it, it, it is true. What he says is try that in a small town because there's a sense of community there. In a large city, I don't think that sense of community exists. Well, didn't, didn't you guys have problems in, in Grand Rapids? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So absolutely did. But, but this is the second largest city in Michigan. Yeah, it's, it's, right. it's, it's on the larger side of cities. And, it's, and by the way, if you look at West Michigan in total, it's very red, Republican. If you look at Grand Rapids City, it's deep blue. And that's what happened was the city. And, and it's always about the city mouse versus the country mouse. Right. And, and their attitude is, okay, well, we've got a little more of the population than you do, so we're going to win. The problem I've always got with that, and I didn't want to go down this path, but the whole point of federalism is to allow different mindsets to live the way that they want to live. Uh -huh. So if you want to live in that atmosphere, Ludwig, we've teased you for years. Actually, I've teased both of you. You guys are big city people, and I'm, I'm happy with ducks and chickens across the street from my house. You guys want opportunity in the big city. I'm not willing to make that trade. But under federalism, we have the choice to be in one or the other. You want to live in a screwball state like Michigan or Illinois? So now you know it's coming, Miles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can do that. You don't have to. No one's got a gun in your ear. <gasps> Did you say that word? Nobody's got a gun in your making you live in Chicago or making you live in Detroit. But right. the folks that are in those big cities think that everywhere ought to be just like them, and that's how they vote. And I don't understand that because, frankly, it defies the experiment we call federalism. So let me ask you this. Why do they, because you say they think we should live like them, but how come somebody like yourself doesn't think they should live like you? Uh, because Where I does that frame of mind come from? But, but listen, part of it, it's the same as Ham Hamilton and Jefferson's fights. It's that argument's the same argument has been since our founding. One wanted a, a big agri country, the other one in a massive city, and that's the that's always been the the divide. Yeah, but one side thinks you should. But I'm a classical liberal. Care. I'm a Jeffersonian. I don't. And by the way, I have that debate a lot in the political arena. The difference between people like Craig Mauger from the Detroit News, I'll name him. I've told him this directly. The difference, two differences. One that we we do. This is our conversation about the news, folks. Don't make them. This is not a news channel. This is our view of what the news is. He does the same thing. He, he types about his opinion of the news, but he calls it news. No, that's your opinion of the news, just like us. And, and to, to your greater point, though, I have told him and lots of folks like him, I will fight for your right to vote and see this topic, whatever the topic is the way you want. Won't you do that for me? Won't you demand freedom and independence for my thinking like I'm willing to fight for yours? Folks that listen to this show know that every single episode, I talk about Democrats that I know and just disagree with on policy. Those are the folks I'm talking about that are not trying to put me in a headlock and demand that I become a global socialist because it ain't happening. If that's what you want, 
I'll fight for your right to be stupid. But I'm not going to be stupid with you. And I think that's the whole point of what this song represents is. It's exactly that. It's about freedom. Yeah. Miles, is that true? Is it about freedom? No, I, actually, I think it's you crushing on your AG, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Miles Bauer, where'd we get him? <laughs> but, she's she, Remember, he, she's applying for her next job, co-host of the Mike Hewitt Show. But here's the upside to it. We're almost halfway through the show, and he's not called me a cruiser yet. I thought that's where he was going earlier when he talked about us, too. Being the Whitmer Correction facility, I thought for sure he was going to say we were cruisers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, oh man. All right, Illinois sheriffs braced for fallout of America's most dangerous law. Uh, <laughs> Miles, we're down to a minute. We're going to have to pick this up after the break. But before we get there, tell me, what's going on in Illinois, the short version? God, uh, the Illinois State Supreme Court upheld cashless bail for the state. As if nobody saw how that played out in New York. And so now, apparently, the geniuses here in the blue state of Illinois want to see that experiment play out down here. Tell me this, then we've got to go to a break, so just tell me this. Does that give judges the choice of assigning a bail or no bail, or are they not allowed to assign a bail number? No, apparently they are not allowed. So if you just robbed a store at gunpoint. We hate guns and we don't like robbery. But you can go and we'll see you in two months at your court date. Yeah, all I, all I got to do is fill out the paperwork and then yeah. I am back on the street. That's, that's crazy, crazy, crazy. Listen, folks, stay with us. We'll be right back on that point. All right, so Illinois has gone cashless bails, so you just armed, robbed some shop at gunpoint, and that country singer wasn't there to stop you, <laughs> and you're in jail somehow. Judge does not assign a bond. He has to fill out a stack of papers, pats you on the behind, and sends you out for your court appointment in six to eight weeks. Uh, and according to this is uh, Sheriff Kyle Bacon, it's an experiment on the backs of victims of crime says Franklin County Sheriff Kyle Bacon. And then I add, Michael Savage, Mike, Michael Savage was correct. Liberalism is a mental disorder. And I say that, folks, because you got to remember, roll back the hands of time to the 1980s when they were getting rid of mental health hospitals, state-run mental health asylums. It didn't all of a sudden, those folks weren't all of a sudden healed we didn't all of a sudden everybody take a blue pill and nobody had a mental disorder anymore. I tell you that because, listen, we got to take a truth pill for a moment. A roughly 5% of the public, and I don't care what ethnicity, I don't care what political party, I don't care, none of those things matter. Roughly 5% of the public are mentally ill dangerous. Mentally ill dangerous. And the idea that my grandbabies have got to be out walking around in a society that thinks letting these people that are dangerous and have proven that they're dangerous. I, Miles, I can't make that add up. That's way worse than an experiment. It is, in my view, I'm not a tinfoil hat, you know, conspiratist, but I, I, when I read that stuff, it's so stupid that you can't think they've got a bigger reason in mind. What are your thoughts, Miles Bauer? Yeah, but 
isn't it funny how the politicians that endorse that craziness, they have security forces around them? Right. Why is that, I wonder? And you're not allowed to have a firearm or you're not supposed to. They'll frown right. on you if you actually legally. I and, and don't do the country song that says you'll actually defend yourself. I, it's Folks, it's nonsensical. It, it isn't partisan. It's insane thinking. It's not mentally correct. It denies the history of how we got from 1975-ish to today in our culture. Things like the mental health industry, it denies those facts. And so the person that got caught speeding for their 80 billionth time, I, I take their driver's license away and give them a court date. That's different than saying no bails for anybody will be charged. At Miles Bauer, I truly think that's insane. I really do. Um, it's We've reached a point where you can't tell the scorekeepers from the players to quote an old uh, axiom. Marjorie Taylor Greene's explicit visuals of Hunter Biden hearing draws rebuke. And so I ask you to, should she have shown the vulgar photos that were on his laptop or not? I'm just well, asking. No, because, I mean, I, I uh, think enough people have brought forth enough evidence that something is not above boards there. I mean, with her or him? With Hunter. See, here's my point. I, I said at the beginning of the show, I passionately embrace due process. And if they're going to have a hearing about Hunter and his state of mind and his involvement in, in federal policy making, federal relationships with other countries, and his illegal activity, his drug use, and his pornography addiction, I think those things have to be addressed. Should they be on the front page of Fox News? No, probably not. List what, list what the charges are or the concerns are and move on. Let's not be sensational until he's been found guilty of something. But, but I push back a little bit. The thing that gets me about this topic is that they're concerned that she showed the pictures in a sealed hearing, but they're not concerned that the pictures existed in the first place of somebody that has direct access to the White House and all of our country's allies around the world and is actually engaged in making policy. And they're going, oh, Mike, that's not true. Yes, it is. You don't see Mike Hewitt getting off Air Force One with foreign leaders and the President of the United States. You see Hunter. You didn't find, I'm not saying it was Hunter's, so just let me be careful, but you're not finding my cocaine in the White House. Mike, Mike, you're you're just being a apologist for uh, Putin, and you're just <laughs> extending Russian disinformation. You know what? We need to do an entire episode about why I am passionately against the United States sending life and treasury to that four or five hundred year old war. I think that's <laughs> nutty as can be. I listened to Mike Pence recently in an interview. I'm thinking, oh, let, let's make this a football team. Let's trade him to the Democrats. Because everything that he said is what they say. All of the war hawks on the left and him are all on the same page, and I'm not. Didn't DeSantis get destroyed for saying he would end the war, like he would get out of the Ukrainian thing? Oh, yeah, because the war hawks went crazy on but both Trump sides But Trump said he denied. was for it, and everybody loves it? But that's different. Think about that. Why is that different? Because Trump's not an interventionalist, but why is he for this war? I don't know. Maybe he knows something I don't. 
But if that's the case, then we have a representative government. That shouldn't be the case. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Miles, you're the Trump Republican. What say you to Ludwig's question? No, I, I, they, they uh, both are opposed to the war. I mean, I think Trump recently came out and said, as soon as he's elected president again, that the war would be over within 24 hours. Now, well, I agree that's true because he's in power, not because he doesn't want it. I don't know what that means. I think Russia bails knowing that Trump will fight back, but he'll actually fight back. So I don't, I don't think I agree with you on that, Lud. I don't think, I think he is a non-interventionist. And I'll tell you folks, back in the 16 primary, and in the final 30 days of it, when I started getting squishy, Miles Bauer. <laughs> Cruiser. <laughs> there you go. What made me recalibrate myself on Trump then was he, he was campaigning as a non-interventionist. But if, he doesn't have to fight back. He's just, they got to know he will. Reagan I, didn't have to fight. I, I, I get that part. I get that. That might be the case. But you, you try to pin two things together. He doesn't want to, but he will. Made no sense to no, me. No, 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 no. Just because I don't want to get in a fight at the bar doesn't mean I'm not going to fight back if somebody does something. I agree with that. And they know Trump yeah. will. He's not going to sit back and go, yeah. okay, here's the red line. No, no, let me erase that yeah. red line, move it a little bit further. Yeah, His thought, red line means something. To me, I agree with that. And, yeah. and by the way, so did Reagan's. So, and, 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 and Jack Kennedy, although I in general agreed with how he disagreed with how he handled that circumstance, he did not retreat from it. Yeah. But when I, when I look at it, the use of military, defend our U.S. borders, defend our sovereignty, defend the folks here that are citizens of the United States, I don't want life and treasury off in some country in some region that's been having a war for 500 years and the likelihood of that our sons and daughters are going to change the future of a multi-century war. Folks, no, no. That doesn't have any impact on the sovereignty of this United States, which is the sole purpose of our military, in my personal view. Well, it shouldn't be personal view. It should be what constitutional view is. Which is it's to protect it our national borders. That is it. Right. It is not meant to be a global blue water navy that protects the world. And so we're in, we're in a place now where we don't worry about our borders. And in fact, we try to erase them. But while we're fighting a war that has been going on and will continue to go on, regardless of who the president is. But think of That's our, always been the case. Our last major conflicts, Vietnam, well, Korea, Vietnam, Iraq, Afghanistan and Iraq. What one of those wars hasn't been in the, you know, centuries old right. fights. Right. And I would have argued against every single one of them. Yeah. Absolutely. We didn't need to be in the Koreas. We didn't need to be in Vietnam. Those things. And, oh, Mike, you don't understand. We have interests there. If we do, we should have recalculated our risk. If <laughs> I mean, think about this for a minute. I want the baddest military the world has ever seen defending the United States of America. Period. Yeah. Am I all wet, Miles Bauer? Uh, but you know, you you. But we also need a military that's got diversity, equity, inclusion. Um, you, you know, listen, I'm I'm. <laughs> some of that stuff, I, it gets it gets nonsensical. We're down to a minute, so you got me off on a topic that uh, less than a minute now can't can't <laughs> drive into. But I'm truly a meritocracy person. 
I don't care about your sexual preferences, your color, your ethnicity, uh, your pronouns. I don't care about any of that stuff. Are you the best, toughest Marine that there is? Are you the right. best tactician that there is? If we need a communications technician, are you the best that there is? That's who I want. Gender and all that stuff. Man, folks, I pray that we can mature beyond these nonsense issues. Both sides of the divide, by the way. Both sides of the divide are hung up on them. We were on a pendulum uh, um, so far to where all that made you not get the job, no matter how good you were, to now we're to the point where it gets you the job, no matter how bad you are. But, but we got to find the middle ground where you're just the, based on who The middle you, ground is the Constitution. Do. Yes. Are you a U.S. citizen? Yeah. Wonderful. How do you qualify? Yeah. Perfect. You're hired. End of story. Exactly. Nothing else matters. Folks, we're out of time, but truly, truly, thank you very, very, very much for listening to us. Please be safe, and we will see you next week.